Hi. Hello. I'm Alexis Hyde. I'm Erica Wong. And this is... This is Hide or Practice. This week, guys, Dan Chen is here. Are you excited? Yes. yes, you are. Yes, we're all excited. We can't handle it. I'm sitting down, so you probably should too. Or you can stand up. You know, if you're doing something while you're listening to this, that's fine. Guys, no judgment, but just be prepared. It's amazing. Art gallerist and musician Dan Chen is here. Dan, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for having me. Thank you for having me. Do you mind um, giving a little bit more of a flushed out of who you are and what you do for our lovely listeners today? Sure. I am, um, so I co-own an art gallery in New York. Um, That's my main profession. That's why art gallerist comes first. Um, So we, it's a contemporary art gallery. It's called Chambers Fine Art and we, represent um, living artists. Um, Many of them are Chinese or Asian, um, but not exclusively. We work with um, all all types of artists. Um, And then, and yeah, and so so we're based in New York. We had a space in Beijing until this year, we actually ended up closing it and we're gonna look for a new space um, in China so that we have a presence there, a continued presence there. And then the musician part is before I started working at the um, or working in the fine art world, I was a touring, I was active touring musician. I went to music school and I was playing in rock bands and things like that. And so I continue to, from time to time, um, do music projects, compose or record. So I can still I can still claim that I am a musician. I'm still active. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, before we get into it, I'm just I'm so curious because as of all the gallerists I know, I don't know any that off the top of my head that are musicians or they haven't shared it with me. Um, mm. Is that a fun like you have your own art practice kind of and like it it helps like talk to and like understand other artists' practice? Do you, like do they feel like they're talking <clears> to an artist? Because I bet that there's a difference as opposed to working with a you know straight biz there are a lot of me well there are a lot of parallels with music and art just um being a musician um allows me to kind of because i i also create i can i can empathize i can get into i it's easy for me to speak to artists um because i kind of understand their creative process um the 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 big difference, I guess, is that if you want to make an analogy that I, w- when I was doing music, I was the, I was the one creating or I was um, playing in, in groups. I was the, the, on the artist side. Um, now I'm more on the label side. <laughs> so our, if you want to look at it that way, which, which, um, which can be good, can be can be, you know, depending on your experience with record labels or art galleries can be good or bad. You know, that's, it's sort of the, the infrastructure that, that, that can help, tries to help uh, the artists' careers. So um, that is interesting being on the other side. So yeah, I mean, um, 
especially dealing with um, artists, you know, contemporary artists, living artists, it, they, I, I do have, I feel a sort of kinship with them. Um, and it's easy for me to talk to them and they, uh, they, you know, I'm speaking in generally, but in general, they appreciate that I am a musician came from, from music. It came from something creative. So they feel more at, at home with, with me. Yeah. So do you think that there's a less, less of a barrier? I, I don't know if I should say that, but you know, sometimes like artists are just like, barrier. I don't, sure. I don't, maybe they feel like there's no commonality or they see it's like, oh, I'm speaking to a gallerist or a gallery director. And it's like, I don't know what to say because maybe, you know, all you want to do is sell me and sell me out. So you may <laughs> not have my interest at heart. Whereas because you're trained as a musician, you're like, actually, I know how you feel. Definitely. Yes. There, there is um, that, that sort of uh, initial um, assumption that, that comes with a gallery owner, like, you know, the, from the commercial side. Yeah. That, that gets knocked down pretty quickly once we start talking and they, they know that uh, I've, that I also have composed and, and music and, and, and create, um, you know, the, the, the idea of um, this kind of big, commercial gallery kind of selling out thing it's more it's it's not as um it, it's it's less of a, a a barrier or a negative in the art world than it is in say the music world labels get a bad rap yeah. <laughs> and for good reasons often yeah often taylor swift just came out with the red re album we we get like it's kind of nice actually that like all of that's happening so people can see that like artists are you know where who owns what and how and people can be taken advantage of and such yes there are there are bad actors and there's good actors too because there's tons mm. of people in the music business who love music and they want to promote artists and they want to get people out there and i think that's i mean i think in the industry really i think the industry just, yeah it's so it's just so easy to focus on the creative stuff because we're a little bit more out there with our endeavors Mm -hmm. We're definitely like more public facing than say like being a lawyer or like an insurance salesman. Like that's kind of all behind closed doors. A little True. bit less exciting, True. a little bit less glamorous. If like your CPA is, <laughs> you know, not doing something, you know, a hundred percent above board. Yeah. Yeah. Entertainment industry sensationalized. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I'm going to cut and move to the next question. <laughs> But um, I am curious um, what you've learned from COVID during like this entire 20 some odd months, like trying to go and wear those hats. Like, do you think that being a musician, what was that like? And then having a gallery that exists in the States and also in Asia, like, what was that like? Mm. Um this is, could take a long time to answer these questions. <laughs> this question. <laughs> I'll start with the, um, the musician part. Mm -hmm. um, the, it was, COVID was completely devastating to the music industry. And I was not, you know, uh, uh, it's not my, my main um, source of income, but for my friends, I have very, very good friends, close friends who are, all of them had their livelihoods 
taken away um, because, you know, um, for, for a good reason. I mean, um, all, all these lockdowns are for, for a reason. Um, and, but nobody could tour, nobody could uh, perform. Um, you couldn't even really get into, you couldn't even really get into a recording studio and, and, and work together. So um, the music industry, the film industry, I mean, it, it was, it was tough uh, with, with everything locking down musicians, I think, got it the worst, especially those who were planning. I mean, these days you don't make so much, um, you don't make your living by selling the records. You make it by touring and performing. That's where the income comes. So um, when all of a sudden that's taken away, that was really tough. Um, uh, on the, it's coming back now. So, you know, we've been, um, yeah, my wife and I have been going to see the, we went to an opera, we went to uh, a rock show, we went to <laughs> Carnegie, like, like where, where we can, we, we, we go, because um, things are coming back. Um, and it's, yeah, I feel like I'm actually supporting, I'm actually supporting, <laughs> like I know I am now, these, these, these uh, musicians and, and, um, and, and people in these industries. So, on the art side, um, just like everything, I mean, galleries closed and everything ground to a halt. Uh, and so it was scary, uh, just like every, um, just like most industries, I think. Um, how, what was that like? <laughs> um, you know, I had a very, um, I had a very unique experience. Well, not unique. I had a, I had a, Part, a big part of my experience was that I had a, a young, I have a young child. So I started, I took over all the homeschooling because the gallery had to be closed anyway. And so I spent um, my time uh, re redoing first grade, basically. And, um, and so that was, uh, but it was great to spend time with her and um the gallery i was able to you know things started to everybody tried to move everything online so there were online art fairs there were online exhibitions every gallery put an online viewing room on their website which <clears throat> i you know which i resisted but then we actually put one up for for about six months and then um took it back down because it's just, just basically a, a pdf on your on your website um the 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 gallery business though did not um stay you know when i i guess i compare it to the music industry it bounced back um fairly quickly now this isn't to say that things are uh, back to where they were before the pandemic but um it was not uh, we weren't in dire straits for that long because people were at home and they were, they were still shopping and they were, a lot of people bought new houses outside of cities and they needed to decorate. <laughs> and so, um, so the art industry has, has, has been okay, has been okay. It, it, um, I, I, I can't, uh, you know, after that initial fear of, of, of during last year, 
um, we've the, the gallery is doing okay. They're doing fine. I'm curious. I have multiple questions. Number one. Sure. Are you, do you think that you have graduated from first grade? Are, mm. are, do you think that that you're a success? Yeah. I mean, I, there was a, there was a couple, there were a couple of weeks where I just mm. couldn't hand in the Google classroom. I couldn't hand them in, in time. So, but then I did a batch, you know, and, and it, I, we so caught it was up. okay. I caught so up. you've successfully okay. made it to grade two. Mm-hmm, sure mm-hmm. I, I, taught, I taught Padme how to read from scratch. Yeah. So I'm, proud of that yeah that's a big deal yeah, a reading really is deal. hard reading is hard i have a hard time reading all the time um for real um number two so the gallery because you guys have two locations was it very different between what was happening in the states even timeline or people responding like people purchasing people going online and looking at stuff like was it so different between what was happening in the States versus what was happening in China? Yes, it was different. Um, timeline, everything hit China first. Mm-hmm. So um, we were, we were shut down in, in our Beijing space um, in January. New Year. Oh, okay. Before that. <clears throat> yeah. Oh, wow. January. Yeah. And everyone and so, and then Chinese, because Chinese New Year that year was late. I remember because we had a party here and it was, you know, if we had known better, we wouldn't have had that party, but it was a full, full on Chinese New Year, you know, hundred people in here. Um, um, but the, in Beijing, you know, it, it's a very different, as, as everyone knows from from just the news the way that it was handled there was very different from the u.s they they clamped down immediately um with very severe lockdown it was actually was a lockdown and so friends and uh family that i have over there they just they weren't leaving their homes and um, an artist friend of mine got stuck at his in-laws <laughs> Because oh <laughs> they were visiting for the weekend, then it was like, "Nope, you're not leaving." He's like, "All right, well, I guess we're here now for a while." <laughs> yeah, and then yeah, it was like months later. You're yeah. just, you know, and so, um, and then here it was just well, it was just a, it was just a mess. So, um, the We were already thinking of moving um, because our space uh, and the neighborhood we are in Beijing is 90% going to be redeveloped in the coming few years. We, we were thinking of um, maybe, yeah. So anyway, we, we, ended up, we ended up doing a couple of more, couple more. So China reopened a lot faster too, because they went to zero cases or, or um, by last summer, uh, it was things were reopening. People were nervous, but things were reopening. And but they effectively had sealed their borders. So, um, like I can't go. I have a Canadian passport. My partner Chris can't go. He has a you know he was born there, but he has an American passport. So so uh, um, we 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 do have a director there, and we put up a couple exhibitions. But it was um, partly. I don't know. I think I don't think it's so much because of COVID. More that um, the neighborhood we were we were in. It, it's just less less and less. A lot of galleries are moving out, 
So we did a couple of exhibitions last summer and <clears throat> into the fall, and then we decided to close it uh, this January. Um, and um, the art market is doing very well actually in China right now. So we're looking, we're looking into possibly somewhere in Shanghai or in Hangzhou nearby to, to get a new space. And, and then in the meantime here, it was more of a very slow return to almost normalcy, which we're not even quite there yet. So um, we got lucky here because we had a very big, big ground floor gallery space in Chelsea um, that we left in the end of 2019. It just got lucky, we, you know, in hindsight. We tried to renegotiate our, our lease. It was 10-year lease was up. The landlord was asking too much. And so we moved into a temporary space, um, which has now become, it's still temporary, but it's been, it's, it's been great to, to, to work here. We have a loft on 11th Street. It's not on the ground floor. It's up, it's up on the fifth floor, but it's, um, it's, it has really, really been wonderful to work here. It's uh, the appointment only thing during the pandemic was was very conducive to, to being in this upstairs space, and it's been it's been really uh, I, I feel fortunate that we somehow escaped being saddled with crazy <laughs> crazy Chelsea rent. I mean, that, that space was amazing. Work. <clears throat> yeah, yeah it like, couldn't be a better time to move to a loft yeah because the appointment only they were gonna have to make an appointment anyway you're just gonna go mm -hmm. wherever you tell them <laughs> that's exactly yeah yeah <laughs> that's fantastic i love it so um that's really great are you guys uh thinking about have you started looking for a new york spot or are you gonna hang out for a bit just keep riding this because it is still unsure in new york and i mean it's still unsure in la like things are still kind of funky <laughs> mm -hmm. here um, I've been looking around. There are, yeah, I think I have the luxury, um, of, of time. So, so nice. yeah. Uh, I, I, I think eventually we do need something and it's more for the artists, um, as a art, as, as an art dealer, this way works really well because, <laughs> um, I know everybody who's coming. I, you know, I, they, they have to be, um, at least people show level. up, like if they say we're coming, cause this is something that Alexis and I talked about before, which is like, if you, it was such a different way to think like, oh, I now have to go and sign up for a time to go and show up at the gallery. Whereas before you'd be like, I'm just going to go. So mm -hmm. I'm curious, do people actually come when they say that they're going to come? People yeah. Know? Yeah. People so maybe it's just you and I, Alexis, have Well, our, it's, um, I'm just, I'm like, I have just like a few clients who promise me that they're going to make time and then they don't. And they're like, and I get stuck like waiting for them for like an mm. hour and like a call happens or something, you know, a Zoom runs long and they're not as reliable. Um, it's not an LA thing. Like probably, <laughs> an LA, it is. It probably is an LA thing. Maybe it's just a me thing. They're like, yeah, we don't need to hang out with Alexis. We're we don't not, need to see art today. I spent this. I spent a summer in LA and to, was working on a record, and it was like, how come people can just cancel because of traffic? I don't get it. There's it's too incredible. much traffic, and they canceled. I, I was not like, I was like, what's 
yeah. So not to be down on <laughs> LA. Excuse. I love LA, but <laughs> that's like, oh, did you hear Mercury's in retrograde? I don't think I should be shopping right now. Right, I'll right. come back when it's done. <laughs> yeah. My so. chakras aren't feeling aligned today. So I think <laughs> I'm going to go do Runyon instead of uh, visit you at the gallery. Sorry. This is how we know there's a difference between the West Coast people and the East Coast people. <laughs> we keep our appointments. Yes, apparently. <laughs> yeah. I know it's funny um, too because some people cancel on me and I'm like for the residency right now I get upset but I have also been the person who cancels so maybe I need to just zip <laughs> it and you know um it's funny it's funny but I'm glad that people are showing up and I'm glad that people aren't terrible like they are here We're I'm also curious oh no no do so do you find have you found is this English that the planning for what you're showing has to be more online friendly or screen friendly do you think that that has changed for you because this is something that we talked about quite a lot as well especially during the OBR days it was like oh if it doesn't show on the screen properly then you know that is really frustrating and then artists are just like they don't necessarily always send through high-res images and so you're they're not doing themselves a service like and mm. so I'm wondering do, do you have you found that planning for shows and etc even for fairs because you've done fairs now as well mm. like have you found that like that's changed for you does it matter um it hasn't it hasn't changed because of of COVID mm. um of it, it was all, it was all, it was already, I found that everything was moving online and people were selling off of PDFs more and more. And it really mattered to, to, yeah, have high res images, have, have the, now the type of artwork though, I mean, I never, that doesn't factor in. It's just getting the artwork to, to look, you know, to be photographed properly. Um, I found that this is specific to chambers. We have work that is often subtle it, with uh, color wise um, work that takes that you really will get another dimension if you see it in person, because there's a lot of, uh, you know, there's a lot of texture or some works are, have a, have a certain craft is not the right word, but I'll use it craft element that, you know, that, if you see it in person, you're like, oh, this is what went into this. That, you know, I, I guess I have to do things like use more video or, or detail shots to try to explain that. But there is one artist, for example, I, um, she, she uses this handmade paper that she pricks with a needle. I was just thinking that. Mm. I, love I that saw artist. that and I was like, that's so beautiful. How do you photograph that? But it's and you so can. beautiful I, I, in real I, life. I've never, or maybe once ever sold a piece to somebody without them looking at it in person. Once they see in person, you get it. And you're like, oh, how did I, you know, and, and on, you know, whether we have a, we have a catalog and the catalog just doesn't do it justice. Nothing, nothing does. So at that point, I mean, I, I guess uh, you, we just have to bring it to you at a fair. <laughs> Uh, or you just have to come and see it. So um, there is that part of the there's that part of the art world that I I don't think or art 
visual art that I don't think the internet can disrupt. Um, the, yeah, so, so I, I mean, I, I haven't, I haven't changed my artwork selection, artist selection, to answer your question, um, to make it look better on the screen. Um, I, 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 instead what, um, instead what I just want to do uh, and, uh, and is to, I think other galleries are doing this too, is to focus on um, being more local. That's what um, my other question was, did, has this, any of this like changed like what your art fair and like your traveling and where you're taking things, um, has that like shifted some of your perspective or engagements in those, in those lanes? Definitely. So I, I guess I would say that's a good question because that's, that's what has changed for me the most um, in terms of, of thinking about the industry and lessons about lessons from, from COVID. From, I think that the amount of time, the amount of um, expense, the amount of waste, <laughs> the environmental toll of shipping around crates um, all over the world um, and just, and then putting up temporary walls and throwing them up and, and just to, I, I, I think that was, I think that's crazy now. <laughs> and we all, I got, I got caught up, you know, there was a, there was, um, <clears throat> there was always a, a, a sort of tug of war between the physical gal the gallery space and then the art fairs. Um, they, they both cost a lot. There's rent and then there's just a lot that goes into all the shipping and, and lodging and all that stuff that goes into the fairs, not to mention the, the, the cost of the booth. So um, the, the expenses kind of doubled in a sense, but the it's not like the sales really doubled. Um, I was away at a fair and I'd be selling great there, but then the gallery, uh, whatever show is there, it's, it's, you know, it's not necessarily. Um, so you kind of had to, um, at least we had to decide where to put our, put our resources. When we left the big space in Chelsea. We're like, oh, well, I guess we can just do more fairs. We're gonna, we're gonna have a temporary space. We'll downsize a bit, and uh, but that's okay because we'll do more fairs. And then the next thing you know, the <laughs> no fairs. So, but you know, it was a nice for me, a a, a good, uh, a nice shock actually to the system to um, to to think about just how much time and. Um, time is a big factor. And then also the expense and everything I listed that went into these fairs. We're being much more selective now. I, I don't want to do many. Um, uh, there are those few key places where we really have, for example, um, Hong Kong is one actually that we, we have a lot of good collectors, good friends, our artists are nearby. We, we want to still do Hong Kong. Um, as a fair, but all these little satellite fairs that we were running around to in in China, there 
there, there must've been seven in 2019. Um, I mean, there's no, there's no need. There's no, uh, um, so, so that was one of the big lessons I would say. So you're more focused, more focused. Yeah. More focused and much more aware. We were aware of course, before of, of the expense, but just, just more, more aware of how it's going to, um, be most, yeah, where we should be, where it's going to be most effective, uh, and, and where we can engage. I mean, we want to be places where, for example, we, if there's an artist say in Shanghai and we we're, there's going to be a fair in Shanghai, let's, let's work with them. Let's, let's make sure that, um, we, we do all we can to, um, keep everything manageable in terms of logistics, um, in terms of cost, and then, um, and in terms of impact on the environment too, that that's become a big thing. Um, it's, it's always been uh, part of the equation, but, uh, um, especially after this year, yeah, there was just so much, uh, there was so much waste going on. <laughs> Um, like I haven't heard anybody talking about that. And I think that's, I don't know, that might be like where I'm reading. I'm sure someone's mentioned it before, but in my, in my experience, but I like that. Like if you're going to be at a fair in Hong Kong and you have an artist in Hong Kong, the cost of shipping and environmentally is less or in Shanghai or New York or in LA, if you've got mm -hmm. someone there, it's easier than shipping your stuff out from New York to Hong Kong. And yeah. that is a really interesting way to engage with it. And I like, I like that a lot. And I think that it's, it's also like in the before times, it was so easy just to get caught up in the, you know, when you're at that fair, having the conversations of which fair are you going to next? Mm. Like I'm in San Francisco. Now I'm going to do LA. Then I'm going to be in Mexico. Then I'm going to be in New York. And then, you know, and it's just, yeah. you don't even have a time to take mm. a step back and be like, are these all the fairs I want to be going to? Like, how am I being like mindful about this and engaging with like my business? And it's, it is a little bit, I don't know. I, I appreciate that we had a little bit of time. I mean, I miss fairs. I say that as, and I still don't even know if I'm going to go to Miami or not. I don't know. Like, like, I think Dan's just like, I don't know if I miss I fairs. I miss <laughs> fairs. Well, you know, it's because it was, it was such like a compact way for me to get a lot. Cause I think it's also different because I'm in LA and it's like, we have like our, but I don't see a lot of my New York people very often. Mm -hmm. um, and so it was easy for me to get like, to see a lot of people all at once and just have that like really compact, like, I've seen you like three times in over like two months. And then that's going to feed our relationship for the next year. And you're going to remember who I am and you're still going to send me stuff. And this is what Alexis Hyde looks like. And I actually like her and she's got like, you know, I can like talk to you about my clients really fast. And then like, you know, just, it's just so easy as opposed to like just me requesting, Hey, do you have your preview? Can you send it to me? Am I going to see you? And you're like, Alexis, who? Alexis, hmm. I don't know who's hide. Does she have any clients that like, uh, she doesn't get prices this year. <gasps> no prices this year. Devastating <laughs> guys. It's devastating. The, the face-to-face -face part is yeah. important, but it just, it's, it's, I'm lazy and it's really nice to get everybody in one fell swoop, mm -hmm. one outfit. <laughs> in mm -hmm. like three days. No, I, I, I understand. Yeah, definitely. But you can also, you can, you can go to the fair without having, this is one thing as well. You can go to a fair without having to, uh, 
getting a huge booth and, um, you know, flexing like yeah, that. Absolutely. Um, you can, you can, yeah, just, just bring a more focused uh, presentation, smaller booth, um, or no booth. You just go. I mean, it, you, you, it's, it's more about, I, I don't feel the need to, there was this sort of like, like, like what you were saying, Oh, what fair are you going to next? And there's sort of a FOMO or something, or just kind of, this is what you do. You go to the next yeah. fair, then you go to the next fair. I don't feel that need anymore. That, 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 um, I, I can, yeah, I haven't decided whether I'm going to go, go to Miami either yet, but if I go, we're not, we're not having a booth. I'll just go right. and I'll see who I see and, and that's take a few meetings and same. Yeah. Like if I do go to my, it's yeah. not going to be like, I don't need to be in Miami for five days. I can go for like, I can say hi to who I want to say hi to. And like, you know, have some like my engagements and like leave. And I will say it is my art fairs going forward. I can tell will be less than what they were when it was like manic. Mm-hmm. Um, and because I, I, cause a lot of times there is so much overlap also between like who's going to the fairs and who's showing at the fairs. It's like, I'm seeing the same people and it's nice. It's not like I don't like seeing all these people. If anybody, people that I see are listening to this, you know, that I love to see your face. This is not about you, <laughs> but um, it can get to be crazy. And it is so funny because of the FOMO, I feel like because I haven't been doing any traveling since this started. Mm. And I think I'm like, oh my gosh, I missed Armory or I didn't go to Basel. And it's just like, I'm fine. It hasn't changed any of my clients shopping. Like it's, and I'm talking to other big artists, big uh, collectors here in LA. And they're like, oh no, I'm not doing that one this year. Or I'm only going to this one because I also need to go to Italy anyway. You know, like I also like, I'm already like, I'm going to be there and it's going to be part of something larger. Like I don't need to be here anywhere. And that's been interesting too, where people have just been like, yeah, I'm not going in. I'm fine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I can tell you um, because we, we just, we did armory and I was at freeze, which is the first one to, like, you're, you're not, you're not, uh, you're not missing out. <laughs> No, I'm not, it's not back yet. It's not back yet. It's just oh God, not, not many tour? people coming. Who knew? <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, um, you know, uh, we, we had high hopes for armory actually. Uh, it's, but it was, it just happened to be right in the middle of Delta variant yeah. <laughs> and, and all of Europe couldn't come like all the yeah. galleries. Yeah. 50 galleries couldn't, couldn't come let alone all the collectors. So. Yeah. And then Basel, I heard the, the, the running joke was, oh, isn't this great without the Americans? Uh-huh. Yeah. No, so, it wasn't. It's not it was back fun. yet. It's not back yet. You're not missing anything. <laughs> no. So what is 20, what, what's happening next year? Is it 2022? Yes. What are, what are years? <laughs> what is next year? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. What, is, what is happening for 2022? What are, what are you doing for 2022? I know. I know. I know we're what... trying to get Erica down to LA is what we're trying to do in 2023. We're trying to get her employed and can. moved to LA. Okay. Um, does there need to be a chambers also in LA? I don't know. Please. I would love to move to LA. You know, there will be a lot of sunshine. <laughs> this is my lifelong goal of just trying to get everyone to come to me like literally like after I after school and I was like where am I going to go for art and I was like I could go to New York and I was like no I can't I'm too cold and I was like I can't afford London yet and so I was like well we're just gonna make this LA thing happen and then everyone will come to me and it's working so obviously 
LA being an art hub has everything to do with the Lex Society, nothing to do with the decades yes. of people who've been working on this for <laughs> around. No, it's all you, it's all you. Where, where there has the... been a really big shift though. A lot of people have moved west. I don't know if that's like a COVID thing. You know, is Werner's coming up or did they already open? I don't I can't keep track anymore. Werner's there, yeah. Um Harper's opened in New York or in LA. Where's the I mean, is every everyone's where, moving where to Melrose now? Hmm? Where are you there? I'm in, okay. um, I'm working out of the artist residency that I run in downtown yeah. LA. In downtown. Okay. Mm -hmm. Okay. Nice. Cause I heard Culver city is where a lot of galleries are. Yep. There's, and... a, there's a nice pocket in Culver city. Yeah. Melrose is increasingly becoming interesting, which I like because I like that kind of mid city hall. Cause that's where like Regan and Deitch and Matthew Brown now Harper's and Swerner. And I think Sean Kelly is moving there too. And then mm. downtown's fun, where we've got some of the older LA artists or galleries like Velmeter yeah. and Gabali in New York and uh, Nicodem, and they're all over downtown, and that's fun too. It's kind of nice because there's like little pockets where everyone kind of is, and um, and then there's like a few that are just like around uh, that are hard to get uh -oh. into. But it's nice to have the one parking shop of making around. Yeah, so but, tempting. Yeah. Also, you know that he's in a T-shirt. You're in a scarf. I'm in a fleece. Cold here. Yeah, it's free. Yeah. So like if you go to LA or you can always come to Vancouver, you are just here. You're underwater right we now. We are underwater. Did you see the tornado <laughs> the that happened in Vancouver? You're like going like it's going to Vancouver is now Venice and you guys are going to be like yeah. gondoling around. It, the flooding is not good. I know. I know. It, I don't actually understand what's I'm, happening here. Very don't even priced out of Vancouver. How, what, what, what's know, going on with Vancouver? The real I, I, I'm confused. I don't know, but you can always come here into the rain. The real estate in Vancouver <laughs> makes LA real estate look like mediocre, like moderate. I know. It's crazy. Know. <laughs> it's insane. Yeah. That's insane. Yeah, so, okay. Thing. Okay. That's the plan. LA. Yes. Um, are you yes, getting, yes, but yes, what's yes, the, yes, okay. Yes, yes. The only thing with the, the, with there, I guess is the, the traffic, the water. Yeah. There's water here. Coming out of the sky, like nonstop for the last 72 hours. No, we no, we're we're in the drought again. And I think we'll probably be getting into like the drought shaming again soon, which I'm looking forward to. There's very few things I like to do more than drought shame people. Um but the uh but yeah, the water here's it's pretty bad and it's pretty hot. And our infrastructure is not built for hot like it is in like Texas. In the 15 years that I've been here it's gotten like steadily hotter and I've noticed, um, which is like wild. Hmm. Climate change is real. No more art fairs. I'm just kidding. Just more yeah. locally focused art fairs. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. I, I like that like hotel. That. I like the Felix. Uh, Felix is so much fun. It's my favorite. Yeah. It's <clears> my favorite. It's the most LA art fair because we really, it's like, you really get that kind of like LA vibe and it's a little bit sexy because we're all in like hotel rooms together and someone's mm -hmm. got, you know, there's like, booze and someone's got ordered french fries and it's fun i like felix it's like that's my... what's gonna happen in 2022 i can answer you now we can all hang out at, at felix. felix and have french fries french fries okay cool. and in rooms how's that i love it so what have you been reading watching or listening to this week dan 
reading, watching. Maybe listening. any of those books behind you, because that looks. I know. Yeah. No, you know what I just started um, is, and uh, it's because I went to his talk last week and got a signed book is Ai Weiwei's memoir. Yeah. Um, I've heard good thousand years of joys and sorrows. It's 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 about his his father. It's about him, um, and he and he puts in his own perspective on and, and history of China in there. So I just started, but that's what I've been reading, watching, um, listening. I don't know. I'm on, I'm, I've been doing, I've been on Twitter going down a crazy NFT. Oh yeah. Hole. Yeah. Um, we, we, we've been, you know, I could say that that's, I can't, I can't believe I didn't bring that up earlier, but I, cause, cause we have been, we've been selling some, uh, like, yes, yeah, we, we, since the beginning of the year. Um, but anyway, there's, uh, specifically to do with music, uh, not, not the art stuff and the profile picture stuff and yeah. trading, trading card stuff, <laughs> but I'm exciting. I'm interested. Yeah. I'm interested to see how, uh, so I'm, I'm basically reading people's tweets about how they're going to change the music world, the industry with NFTs. And so I'm, cause, cause that would be great. I just, you know, I, this, people are trying and to put uh, more power back into the musicians and creators hands. Sure. Yeah. I think we can do it. I think it's gonna be great. Um, Dan, if you do, is there somewhere on the interwebs our uh, listeners can find you if they're so inclined? Can they follow you on Twitter? Is that okay? Yes, uh, that's S H A O L U N at Shaolun. That's my Twitter. The gallery is Chambers Fine Art, so chambersfineart.com. And and then I'll to round it out on the music the Nicole Atkins. Yes. is the singer nicole atkins like the diet the album there's an album coming out in yeah in a couple of weeks incredible yeah. amazing um so we'll put all of that in the little uh pod notes guys for y'all so you can uh engage in all those fronts and um until next time guys i'm alexis hyde at hide or die everywhere i'm erica wong at to practice practice and uh See you all next time, guys. Bye. 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 Bye.